Greetings from sunny Mount Zion, heavenly Jerusalem, third heaven, not second, okay? And our minds certainly should not be on earth with the animals of Babylon like Noah's Ark. You know why? Because we're not sinners anymore. We don't practice the dust of the earth, you know? We don't have dust in our minds. That's what sin is, you know? The dirt of the earth, all the ideas of the earth, all earthliness, all earthly words. All earthly ideas, all earthly religions, all earthly politics, all earthly everything is sin. Truth, anyhow, we don't practice sin because we're not sinners anymore. We've been bought with the blood of Jesus, therefore we honor God with our bodies. Amen. Our bodies being the temples of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> we're not our own. Amen. We don't belong to ourselves. We don't live our lives for ourselves. The knife, the life and the knife we now live, we live by circumcision of our minds. Faith in God. Amen. That's drunk. The knife I now live, I live by circumcision of my heart and mind. <laughs> Shaka. Oh, glory. Woo! A brother uh, was telling me yesterday, man, when you just slam into the preaching from you know, Periscope and YouTube Live on Facebook. People have no grid for an hour of heavy, heavy drinking. We just slam right into it, you know. You come in on Facebook Live, you know, getting this recording on the podcasts or whatever means that you listen to it. We're on Roku now, too. Praise God. You really won't have a grid for the word until you get into the wine. It's bread and wine, not just bread, not just word. But a lot of wine. I mean, I'm telling you, we're drowned in the wine. Our cups overflow. And the leadership of the army of the Lord has always been chosen by those who drink the most. How were Gideon's 300 chosen? Not by their education. Not by their credentials. Not by bishop and apostle so-and-so. Who cares about your dumb Bible colleges? and your dumb human ordination it's all an abomination to the Holy Ghost only the Holy Ghost can ordain you the anointing is what ordains you all the systems of man are sin <laughs> have we been in human systems have we been in Gog and Magog which are all human systems all human buildings all human organizations all human ministries all human religions all human governments yeah, we totally have. That's what Armageddon is, is the end of all Gog and Magog human systems. All buildings made by human hands that God has never lived in, Acts 7.38. Well, why do I feel the glory of God when I go to church? Because you're the building. <laughs> you're coming out of bewitchment. It's not an outside thing, it's an inside thing. Jesus, come into my heart. Bam! Filled with the glory of God. Now we're looking for it out here because we got this carried on a stick mentality as if we didn't receive the fullness of deity in bodily form the second we asked Jesus into our hearts. It's like we don't even know who we are and then we have no faith and we're all discouraged and bitter and it just breeds unbelief in Christianity because when we started in the spirit we tried to finish in our brains. Christianity is not a carnal religion. It's not a human religion. Your brains are flesh. 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 <laughs> well, then people are like, people who invested their entire life serving their brain called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden. Like, well, then what's the point of having a brain if I don't use it? 
The point of having a brain is crucifying it. Have you been crucified with Christ? Where was he crucified? At the place of the brain, Golgotha. In Aramaic, Golgotha. In Greek, Calvary. In English, Skull Hill. The place of the skull. What do you, where did his cross go down to? Into the brain of man. <laughs> the whole purpose of the cross was to destroy the false leadership of the human brain and human intelligence. So we'd be restored back to the anointing called the morning star, the river of life, the Holy Ghost, Pentecostal intelligence, charismatic intelligence. And I'm not talking about church, I'm not talking about any denomination. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost who made heaven and earth. The Holy Ghost is Lord. <laughs> Do you know that's a verse? I realize I've been in the gospel deep for a long time. A lot of people don't know the Holy Spirit very well. And that's their only problem. You know so-and-so in church and you work your way up through political systems of man so you can be ordained by man and move up their pyramid system of religion. But do you know the Holy Ghost? Because that's all that matters. We serve the Holy Spirit, not man. Galatians 1 says you cannot serve both man and God. You'll serve one or the other. Well, I don't serve man. I never have and I never will. I serve the Holy Spirit. Ministry is about the Holy Spirit. It's not about you. I do this so that the Holy Spirit can get the reward for His suffering. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus Christ who talks to you. My sheep know my voice and they obey me. It is written, you are my friends if you do what I say. Jesus Christ, red letters. Well, we can't pick and choose because as soon as we want to pick and choose what we listen to, what we obey, God will say, well, now, all those areas you're disobedient in, that's what I'm dealing with. The stubbornness, the rebellion, the pride, that I know better than God, that my brain is more intelligent than the Holy Spirit. This is the only problem you ever deal with in ministry 11 years. <laughs> that your brain is more intelligent than the Holy Ghost. I mean, it's it sounds stupid when you say it, but that's how people act, and that's why there's so much disobedience in all Christianity, not just America. We pick on America because I'm a sent apostle to America. <laughs> sent from God. I saw him on the cross three months after I was born again. I've had continuous signs, miracles, and wonders and visitations of the Lord Jesus Christ since I've been born again. And when I got my brain back from Satan coming out of all the drugs and alcohol and Teen Challenge 22 months, I remembered when I was a child, angels reading to me in the motorhome when we were running from the FBI, the New Testament. I had a picture Bible in the motorhome. Guess where we were? Galveston, Texas. We had a trimaran right there. My mom said uh, to my dad, you know, it was a terrible custody battle, and I love my parents. They're both serving Jesus now, and they're wonderful. I love them. They did the best they could. But I had a really crazy childhood, man. <laughs> Very wild. I was kidnapped by my own dad twice, and I wanted to live with him anyway, so I wasn't angry about it. And as soon as I turned 12, I moved out to live with him anyway. And it was just wild. And the first time he kidnapped me, we're down there in Galveston, what the big hurricane is now, you know? Trimaran and and I did miss my mom. I remember that. But I remember somehow I got a picture Bible. And this is before I could even read, you know. I'm like four. <laughs> and I remember the Lord reminded me because he always reminds you of everything he's done. The demons remind you everything they've done. 
to make you feel bad and icky about your past? When you get into the Holy Ghost and the river of life deep, you're only reminded about the works of the Holy Spirit in your past. So you only bring up good things out of your storehouse for others to eat off of, and not negative things. It's true. When you get really healed, your memory is crystal clear back to birth. And mine's becoming that, and it's a wonderful thing. The healing of damaged emotions, the healing of memories, the healing of all the childhood trauma, and all of us have it. I mean, severely. I mean, I've never met a person in this world that didn't go through literally hell, <laughs> to some degree. A lot of people aren't talking about it because it's still in there. Hell is still in there, and they haven't faced their past, because everyone has a terrible past. Just most people keep it hidden. I don't. And I'm a minister. I talk about my testimony all the time because they overcame the devil by the word of God. The word of their testimony. They love not their lives even unto death, caring nothing about our lives. The Holy Ghost healing our past memories. The Holy Ghost reminding us when we were children, the angels were all around us. The angels reading to me the Bible when I was just a toddler. And I just remembered it. Oh my God. He was there the entire time we had to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Everything you've suffered in Babylon the Great, brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit was there. Didn't feel like it. You couldn't see Him. We do serve an invisible God. We serve an invisible God. And that's why we have invisible drugs, right? Took the ghost. <laughs> God said to me, the people in vice are entering the kingdom ahead of these charismatic Pharisees. So severe, so harsh. Well, it's true. They think they have it. They think they're the pinnacle of Christianity, this glory stream church, this prophetic apostolic church, the signs and wonders Christianity. You're not. That's not the pinnacle. God does not live in your buildings or organizations. At a minimum, you need to be pastoring the entire city of Reading, the entire city of Charlotte, the entire city of Dallas, the entire city of Minneapolis. That's the standard of a New Testament pastor. That's like 2,000 years old. We should have been from glory to glory, but instead we shrunk in and got smaller. Next thing you know, we're crammed inside little tiny buildings of brick and mortar. We actually backslid. 2,000 years of backsliding. If you're completely honest with yourself, we've backslid. The standard of the New Testament, every single church, all the Apostle Paul's church, to the church of Ephesus, to the church of Corinth, to the church of Thyatira, to the church of Sardis, every single New Testament church in the entire New Testament was a city. That's the smallest New Testament, New Covenant church. So if you're a real pastor, you're pastoring your cities. If you're a fake pastor, you're pastoring churches. And are the fake pastors fake? Most of them. Some of them are real. And when they realize, oh my God, there's so much more than what I learned in Bible college, they're going to be real happy. Because your destinies are way bigger than you could have ever expected, imagined, or prayed for by the dunamis power that works inside your spirits and manifests through your renewed minds. Amen? <laughs> it's good stuff. The glory today was stronger than ever before. And it's just an opening. It feels like a waterfall just pouring out of my renewed mind like the seven spirits of God. Like uh, the Statue of Liberty with the seven horns coming out of her mental ray. Oh, and they would say, oh, Freemasonry. Nah, it's not Freemasonry. Trust me, the devil's not that powerful. The devil's not that big. 
The Christians and the New Covenant people have always been the lords of the earth for 2,000 years. We have often just forfeited it to witches, warlocks, ministers of darkness, and the dead because of our own unbelief and because of our own lack of faith. I mean, a lot of us, our faith is so small, it's like, it's, we don't even know how big our God is. Our God is so big. The Statue of Liberty in New York has seven horns, seven rays of light shooting out of her mind. That's the transfiguration of every son and daughter of the living God. The roots of David and the bright morning star, Jesus Christ is Lord. Once you finally wake up, Christians, you realize only phantoms, ideas, lies have been your rivals. And they get big when you believe in them, but when you stop believing in Satan, he gets real small. And even in the Old Covenant, Solomon just called them flies. Flies in the perfume, foxes in the vineyard. And that was Old Covenant. And the New Covenant, they're just pressed down into the lake of fire. The second the demons and the devils and the lies and all of the fears that people have and all this money and worry and doubt and all the paranoia, all the problems, it's just so many things focused on that have nothing to do with the glory of God. Whatever your eyes hook into multiplies, it's a principle for all time's sake. What are you looking at? Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. When your eyes are fixed on Jesus, the glory grows before your eyes. The fear of the Lord grows before your eyes and not problems. When you look at sickness and disease, it just gets bigger. When you look at religion and condemnation, it gets bigger. What are you looking at? Get your minds on Jesus. He's the King of glory. Get into the revelation of Jesus Christ, the most beautiful book in the entire Bible that says, guys, we don't just win, but we conquer everything. The seven marks of a conquering son and a conquering daughter of Revelation 2 and 3 will be on every single one of your hearts and minds. Probably right now. You're probably already feeling it all through your heart, the roots of David, and all through your mind, the bright morning star, because the glory is so strong. The grace is enough for you. I mean, the river of life is a river of grace. How great is the grace? It's bigger than any problem you have. It's bigger than money. It's bigger than relationships. It's bigger than all sickness and disease. I'm telling you, from His throne proceeds a river of life. That's the blood sacrifice of the new covenant. The life is in the blood. It's not just a river of feel good about yourself, goosebumps in the sanctuary. <laughs> that ain't the river. I mean, that's part of it. But there's so much more. It's eternity. It's the Holy Spirit. He was conceived of the Holy Spirit. The manifestation of the Holy Spirit is the manifestation of the blood of Jesus. So when you drink the Holy Spirit or toke the ghost, you're actually receiving into your heart and mind the blood of the everlasting covenant. Drink it, you know? Like the fattened calf, like the brother says during worship. Don't just hug the fattened calf. Yeah, that's God, that's Jesus, your Savior, wonderful. But the Bible commands you to eat it. <laughs> the Word must be made flesh. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. And it's not cannibalism. It's gorging and changing you from inside out. Instead of being outside in, whitewashed tombs, charismatic Pharisees, which so many millions are because they just don't know any better, most of them. Some of them do. Some of them are just warlocks. But most of them are just like sheep without a shepherd. Just taught wrong since birth. 
taught witchcraft, taught charismatic witchcraft from birth. So by the time they meet the sons of God that have come through the whole church system and overcame the whore of Babylon, which is the church system, they're like completely filled to the brim with doctrines of demons and doctrines of men. So that everything they hear from the sons of God, they'll call the devil, as you see they do towards me every day, 11 years full-time ministry, because they're full of witchcraft. And it's like the sons of God have to clean it all up every day because we serve you the blood and we serve you the flesh of Jesus Christ and nothing else. I don't do anything else except every day fresh bread, fresh wine. <laughs> river of life. How much do you want to drink? The bread is in the river. You know, Blood-soaked bread. He dipped it into the cup. Amen. <laughs> but you never understand the word until you first drink. That's why when you read Matthew to Revelation, the blood is emphasized more than the bread. Drink it, drink it, drink it. I mean, it's everywhere in the New Testament. Once your eyes, the scales of religion fall off your eyes, like Saul becoming Paul, and you come out of darkness into the glory of Jesus Christ and your encounters of salvation that every single one of you will be having continuously now. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Once the, the scales fall off, it's like, oh my goodness! It's all starting to click, 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 click. Revelation, direct revelation in the river of life. It's a river of revelation. You're drinking revelation. And in the river, there's only one thing to eat. His Word. His Word is our bread. It's the hidden manna. To him who overcomes, I will give to him hidden manna. That's all we ever served to you people. Eleven years. And they spit on the manna, as it's written. They despise the manna in the wilderness. Are the American Christians in a wilderness? Oh my God, yes. Are you kidding me? I remember fresh out of Bible college, doing landscaping and stuff, and this dude was telling me, well, I, I'm happy for you that you're excited about Jesus, but, you know, it's not going to last. It's going to get really, really dry, and you have to hang in there when it dries up for you. And he used that language, dry. He talked about arid, dry, arid places. And that's just where you live after, you know, the salvation just fades away and you just get into religion. And I just looked at him, I'm like, my God, these poor people, they're so bewitched. This was like Pentecostal Bible study leader, dude. I just, I said, I can't work for you anymore. He got angry at me and gnashed his teeth because he's like, you're just lazy. And I'm like, no, I just, I can't be around a Pharisee that always speaks lies. And God the Father just promoted me past all these Pharisees, charismatic Pharisees. Promotion, promotion, promotion because I serve the Holy Spirit and I don't serve man. I'm not going to bow to you because you're intimidated about serving communion in front of other religions. I mean, how, how cowardly can you get? I've been around people doing inner city missions for 11 years every single day. And the, some of the stuff has been so crazy. I'll be telling you guys stories for a thousand years in the priesthood of Melchizedek and the stories There'd be a new story every day on what we've seen in ministry. It's nonstop. And, and to this day, I mean, I'm shocked. We had a brother here for a couple of days, and it's like he got to see a small taste of it. Just the letters I get, you know, they're just pure religious garbage and just pure insanity. You deal with the mind of man. You deal with the 666 beast mind. You know what that is? The human brain. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And it's always like inside the brain. Is it good? Is it evil? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it good? Is it bad? It's like all of it crucified. Only the river of life is good. Jesus Christ. Only the Father is good. Not me, because he didn't want anyone to identify 
with the flesh, with the brain, with the personality. It's the Father. The Spirit was present in Jesus Christ and healed every sickness and healed every disease and rebuked the religious, tore them to pieces, threatened them and told them they were certainly going to hell, Matthew 23, it is written. No mercy! Because you've rejected the Father when you reject the river. That's what the river of life is. Woe to them who persecute the river of life and the men and women that live in it. Because they're not attacking us individually. We never take it personally. Don't take it personally. They're attacking the Spirit of God. They are, in fact, anti-river. What is the river? Christ. The seven spirits of God. The anointing. It's a river of the anointing. It's a river of the blood of Jesus. It's a river of the Holy Spirit. It's the river of His blood sacrifice, the house of wine, the wine river. It's all the same thing. And your mind clears up when you start drinking it, and it's not confusing, and it's not, well, what exactly is it? Let me write it down. Let me figure it out. It's not for your brain. It's not for your thinker. It's for your drinker. Jesus Christ didn't emphasize anything except drinking His blood. And later on, He said, you'll understand. When you emphasize information to a person's brain, you literally curse them with the tree of the knowledge of good. It has the appearance of good. But why do they weep and gnash their teeth at the sons of God every single day like you guys see? Because they're full of Lucifer. They're full of their father, the devil. (laughs) And they do their father's will, which is attack the river of life. Attack anyone drinking from the river of life. Get them out of the river. Because if they stay in the river, you're going to have a great awakening. It's going to destroy all this religious crap and all Satan's systems of control and manipulation and lies and fear just go poof. It's gone. Skedaddle. Every single serpent underfoot just washed in a lake of fire. And that's in fact exactly what we're doing. On purpose, intentionally, with knowledge. Why do you think they persecute us so much? Satan is desperate to shut down Riddler Ministries. If they don't shut us down, we will save the whole world with the river of life. That's my destiny scroll. And you're part of it. That's your destiny scroll. To be a witness of the river of life. That there is infinitely more to this God we call Jesus Christ than just what we've seen in church. What we've seen in Christianity. What we've seen in the charismatic church. What we've seen in the little tiny signs and wonders. <laughs> Something much greater than signs and wonders is here. It's called transfiguration of your souls by the seven spirits of God which is the Holy Ghost and there is nothing else I know the seven spirits are the Holy Ghost, why? Revelation 5-6 says so and I was taught wrong just like all y'all and I had to repent you know, I had fake mystics teaching me stuff, salesmen trying to control me, I mean I've dealt with every ugly thing that exists in Christianity to be here today to get this free I mean, there's not one confrontation I hadn't had to go through. I, I didn't avoid any of it. I just walked right through it. Walking through the valley of the shadow of death with his rod and his staff, they comfort me. That's the only comfort I had during this whole time. I mean, everyone, everyone turning. But I tell you the truth, we can flood the valley of the shadow of death with the river of life. That's God's plan. Another generation does not need to be lost to the devil. We don't need to be religious or rebellious anymore. I'm telling you, some of you drinkers, your destinies are so huge, people are going to 
just be listening to you. Some of you, every single one of you, is called to pastor cities and nations. Every member of Joel's army is a temple of the Holy Spirit. You do not have small destinies. Each one of you have gigantic destinies, and every single one of your destinies is only in the river of life. Outside the river of life, like John the Baptist, is just death. The Pharisees on the banks critiquing their performance in the river. Every day I listen to Pharisees critiquing my performance for nine years of broadcasting. Well, this was good. You can improve this, you know, and this, that, and make market it. You're a brand. Start a drunken glory denomination. You're going to do all this stuff. Here's how you make money and profit off of enslaving human souls by charismatic religion, which they tempted me to do a thousand times to this day. I'm like, no. Babylon has fallen. I've read my Bible. I know the Holy Ghost. He's taken me up out of hell. Not a, even a single drop of compromise will be tolerated. Not even a drop. Zero death, zero hell, no contracts, no compromises. We've learned from Joshua and Caleb, we're not allowing Philistines in the land. We're not allowing any foxes in the vineyard, no flies in the perfume. Just Christ and Him crucified, every single one of us in Joel's army, the army of the living God, led by Gideon's 300, the government of God. Whoever drinks the most has always been the leadership of the army of the Lord. From Adam to right now, it's always been. There's a river in the garden, four of them, Genesis 2.10. Where do you think they got their resources? There was gold on the banks of the river. What river are they talking about? It's not the natural rivers. It's the Holy Ghost River from Genesis to Revelation. And there's never been anything else here. When Jesus came, He said, Out of your heart proceeds rivers of living water. There's your four rivers of Genesis 2.10 coming out of the four chambers of the Messiah, our King, Jesus Christ. We're faithful to our King. We're loyal to our King. We don't serve any other gods besides Him. And we don't just talk the talk. We walk it every day and suffer all the persecution that comes to being faithful to those four rivers of life in the four chambers of our hearts, through our entire soul, in Jesus' name. Amen. We could use your support. If you want to partner with us, that'd be great. Business partners of Redler Ministries, be blessed sevenfold according to your faith and according to your sacrifice. Ask the Holy Spirit if you can become a financial business partner with Redler Ministries. We're here to disciple the whole world change the entire expression of Christianity in this generation, drown the seven mountains with Mount Zion, get everyone into the priesthood of Melchizedek, which is the New Testament, the New Covenant, and get everyone in the river. Let's go. Great awakening. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.